God bless you, friends and family. Thank you for joining me. This is Gail Manizak with the City Changers Illinois and with the Power and Presence Ministry. Today we're in chapter 4 of Ephesians. And um, actually the title on my page says God's people are like one body. So we're going to, Paul says a lot. <laughs> he says a whole lot in this chapter. You want to, might want to reread it. Um, after I go over it, you may want to read it. There is a lot that he has said. But anyway, he, began, he begins by saying, because I serve the Lord, I'm here in prison. I really want you to live as God's own people should live. God has called you to come to him. He has chosen you to be his own people. So those of you who are listening to this message, let me tell you, you were chosen from before the beginning of the world. And of course, it, I, even in saying that, I will say you had a choice. You could say yes to the Lord, or you could have went your own way and did your own thing. So Paul goes on to say, and he says, don't think that you are better than any other people. And, and he says, you know what? Always be kind. Always be patient with each other. He said, love one another so that you do not quickly become angry with each other. You know how if you don't love one another and, and feel that love, you can get irritated. You can become angry. And that's what Paul is encouraging us not to do. So he's saying, do your best to let God's spirit keep you united. You belong together, so live in peace with each other. As God's people, you are like one body. Paul says, there's one spirit that gives you, you life. God has chosen you to be his own people. So you... All expect to receive the same great things from God. And then in verse 5, he says, There's one Lord, there's one true message that we must believe. There's one baptism, there's one God who is the Father of us all. He has authority over all of us. He works through all of us. He is in all of us. Amen. Is that not beautiful? He is in all of us. And he works, you know, and just I kind of see it like, you know, his hands work through your hands. His voice comes through your voice. If you allow it, um, we are his feet. Our feet take us where he wants us to go. And then Paul goes on and he says, but God has been kind to all of us. Each of us has received a special gift, just as Christ has decided to, to give us. This is what it says about him. It says about him, when he went up to the highest place, he led many prisoners with him. Then he gave gifts to his people. And then in verse 9, it says, he, Paul says he went up. That must mean, friends, he came down. That must mean that Christ had also come down. He came down to the lower place, the earth. So the man who came down is also the man who went up high above all the heavens. He did that so he would feel everything everywhere. Paul goes on to say it was Christ who chose to give different 
gives to his people. He chose some to be apostles. He chose some to speak messages from God, which would be the prophets. He chose some to tell God's good news to many people. I would say that would be the, the teachers and the evangelists. He chose some to take care of his people like a shepherd. That would be the pastor, of course, and to teach them, of course, the teacher. He gave all of these gifts. Let me tell you, you've got a gift. Figure out what your gift is and move and pray into it and move into where the Lord wants to use you. We're not just born again and filled with the Spirit to sit in a church and do nothing every Sunday and do nothing all week long, okay? We have a mission to accomplish. Each one of us does. We're appointed gifts, and we're, uh, we're, we have an, a, a calling on our life. The gifts and the calling of God are without repentance. So in verse 12, Paul says he gave all these gifts to help God's people to serve him in different ways, right? So as a result, the church is like Christ's body, which, you know, would become strong. In that way, you know, all of us become united like one person. And we'll all believe in Jesus as the Son of God. We will all know him. We will become like a man who has grown up well. We will be completely as God wants us to be, just like Christ himself. So then Paul goes on to say in verse 14, So then we will not be like children anymore. Our minds will not become confused by strange ideas. We will not change what we believe from one thing to another. Some people teach things that are not true, right? Some people teach things that are not true. They, even in church, they do clever things to deceive people, even in church. Amen? Hey, the devil goes to church. What is that uh, scripture that says the enemy will appear to you as an angel of light? Well, think about that. But the Bible says, or Paul says here, we will not agree with their false message. You know, they can preach and they can teach and they can do all the false things they want to do. They can speak all the false things they want to say. They can be as clever as possible and deceiving people. But we, Paul said, will not agree with their false message. And he goes on and he says, you know what? Instead, we will love each other and we will speak God's true message. And as a result, we will become more and more like Christ in every way he is the head of his body which is the church and as its head he helps the whole body to grow well so each part joins with the other parts so that the whole body becomes strong the whole body becomes whole in unity every part fitting together as it should he says as each part does does it almost sounds like works right it's proper work so as each separate part whether you're a teacher apostle a prophet or whatever you are you're doing your proper work we love each other more and more he says 
<clears throat> so then he goes on to say in 17, so I say this to you, I'm sure that I have the Lord's authority to say it. You must not live any longer like the Gentile people who did not know God. <clears throat> Excuse me, friends. He said they do whatever their silly ideas teach them to do. They cannot understand God's true message because their minds are what? Their minds are in the dark. Their minds are full of darkness. They have nothing to give. They cannot understand God's true message, verse 18, because their minds are in the dark. They have not accepted the life that God gives. They have decided that they don't want to know about God. They do not even try to understand. They do, they do not feel ashamed when they do all these kinds of sinful things, dirty things, bad things, perverted things. They do more and more bad things just to what? Please themselves, Paul says, which is the ways of the world, which is selfishness. Okay, verse 20. Paul goes on to say, but when you learned about Christ, you did not learn to do things like that. Amen. That's not Christ's ways. That's not Christ's character. He cried, Jesus is not selfish at all. And Jesus certainly does not do sinful things, ugly things, bad things. He said, Paul says, I'm sure that you have heard about him properly, speaking of Jesus. People taught you the true message that comes from Jesus. And then verse 22, he says, They taught you to change the way that you live. You must put away the nature that you had before. What is that? That is repentance. When you repent and ask God, that's like changing direction. You're on a train going one way. You repent, you turn, and go the other way. Okay? So you repent, you turn, and you go God's way. You know, there's only one way, and that's a straight and narrow pathway. The wide road, remember, the Bible says, leads to destruction. All right, before I get off on off track, uh, Paul said, you know what? Take that old nature... Or excuse me, Paul said, that old nature deceived you. It did deceive us. It deceived us and we ended up in sin. And we ended up in not serving God, not knowing God. And then he said, as a result, you wanted to do things that would destroy you. Think back on your life. Think back before you were born again. Think back where the enemy was leading you. In verse 23, Paul says, Instead, let God's Spirit make you think in a new way. A brand new way. You know, God has given us a new nature, and we should be able to think in that new way. Especially as we stay in the Word. Take up the new nature that God has prepared for you. That nature is like God's own nature. So then he said, You will live in a truly good way. And you will be living in a way that pleases God. 
Paul says in verse 25, he said, so you must stop telling lies. Each of you must say only the true things to one another. Amen? We don't tell lies. We don't go back to doing the old sinful things of the old nature. He says, remember that all of us belong to one another, so like parts of the same body. When you are angry, in verse 26, he says, do not do anything bad as a result. Because once the day comes to an end, he said, do not even continue to be angry. God wants us to get over that anger and get over it quickly because it opens the door to the devil. Verse 27 goes right into that. It says, do not give the devil a chance to hurt you like that. Amen. So God doesn't want us to get angry and stay angry. The Bible does say, and I'm not sure where the scripture is. It says to be angry and sin not. So any of you who robbed God before, you've got to stop taking things. You gotta stop doing that. Instead, you you need to work hard with your own hands, and then you'll be able to share what you have with people who are poor. Paul says, "Don't say bad things that hurt people. Don't say bad things that insult people. Don't say rude things that hurt people's hearts." Instead, say only good things that will help people. Say things that will edify people. Say things that will lift people up. Your words should help people to become strong when they hear them. It should not make people weaker. It should, your words should not make people uh, cry. It should not make people upset or uh, what do I want to say it should not make, make people discouraged in any way your words should make people stronger the Bible says in verse 30 Paul goes on to say do not do anything that will make God's Holy Spirit sad so you don't want to grieve the Holy Spirit it says in other translations God gave his Holy Spirit to you to show that you belong to him as a and as a result you know that God will make you completely free one day amen and, and I believe you know when we get to heaven there's a lot of things in heaven we're not going to have to face that we faced here in the earth and then as we get ready to close in verse 31 do not be jealous of other people do not be ang become angry or shout at them do not quarrel or be, be in arguments with other people. Do not insult other people. Paul's got a lot of do nots here. And you know what? These, all these do nots, they're in our old nature. Do not do anything to say anything that will hurt other people. He closes in verse 32 and he says, Instead, help one another to be kind to each other forgive one another remember that God has forgiven you because of what Christ has done amen so you are forgiven and you need to forgive others why would God you know uh, I think there's actually a scripture that says if you don't forgive God will not forgive you 
why would God forgive you and expect that you're going to not forgive others and allow that? He won't. No, judgment. You will receive conviction for that because it is a sin. And it opens the door wide up for the enemy to come into your life and create havoc. So in saying that, I'm just going to say, you know what? God bless you, each and every one. I pray that you got something out of the Word today. It isn't anything. There's absolutely nothing I can say that could encourage you more than the Word of God. So in saying that, I'm going to say, have an absolutely amazing week.